The following incredible stories were sent in to us by Mary, one of our very valued patrons. Mary has been fascinated with the paranormal since she was a toddler, and has been a tarotist since she was 12, reading professionally since college. From an early age, it seems that for whatever reason, Mary's life has been plagued by strange occurrences and unsettling unexplained incidents. There have been so many, we've had to condense them for this video. We know Mary is not alone in experiencing these things, and I'm sure she would love to hear in the comments if any of you have encountered similar things. If you haven't already done so, hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy. Mary's earliest memory of an actual incident was when she was around eight and a half years old. The house she had lived in since she was five years old was built in the 1930s, and her family had bought it from the original owner just before she passed away. One night, Mary woke up in the early hours and looked towards the foot of her bed. Just beyond it, there was a glowing, phosphorescent shape. It seemed to be in the shape of a torso and looked like a floating t-shirt. Mary was shocked, but feeling brave, she got up and challenged it, saying, who's that? Who's coming into my room? Of course, there was no answer, so she walked towards it, reached her hands out and tried to touch it. But no matter how far she went towards it, it seemed to recede beyond her grasp. After a few seconds of this, she was so unnerved that she totally freaked out and ran into her parents' bedroom and remained there for the rest of the night. The next morning, Mary's mother assumed what Mary had witnessed was her sister who had gone to bed that night in a t-shirt covered in calamine after wandering into some poison sumac. However, Mary was not convinced. If it was her sister, why was she backing away and glowing? Mary has never been able to explain what happened that night, but it started a chain of events that persists to this day. The next significant thing to happen was at a friend's house when Mary was a teenager. The house was a large rambling Tudor-style building. It had a fixed-up basement, and her friend's psychiatrist mother had a home office down there. Mary had previously had experiences of sensing a presence in and around the house, and had even felt someone step up behind her in the garden at a sleepover birthday party. On this occasion, Mary was sitting in the office chair close to the door, where all the light switches for the entire basement were located. Outside the door on the right, the stairs were located, and on the other side of a short passage to the furnace room, where the washer and dryer were. Mary's friend was tending to the laundry, when suddenly there was a loud snap, and the basement went dark. Luckily, the light in the furnace room was on a different circuit, so stayed lit. Mary got up and looked at the switch plate, and all five switches had been pushed down by an unseen force. She called her friend over, and asked if she'd switched off the lights and she said she hadn't. Her brother also confirmed it wasn't him either. When Mary was in art school in New Bedford, Massachusetts, she went to a very small school that was in the process of being absorbed into a larger college. She was actually the final official graduate of that school, as her full graduation from there was delayed by a semester. It was originally the Duane School of Design, then Southeastern Massachusetts University, and is now UMass Dartmouth. The building where the studio was originally, and also the gallery, is now gone. But at the time, the gallery was a really nice place to paint, 
with green lighting from the skylights, and the students used to go in there to paint on bright days. One day, Mary was setting up painting in the gallery, and she suddenly felt someone walk up behind her, but when she turned, there was no one there. As Mary started painting, she was overwhelmed with the feeling of her grandpa, who'd passed away quite recently, and was behind her watching her paint. Since this first incident, Mary's grandpa has made his presence felt on several occasions, most recently when Mary was painting in the apartment she has just moved out of. Similar to before, felt her grandpa behind her again. By now, she was familiar with his visits, and didn't turn around, but did smile and say hi grandpa. Mary has also had a few interesting experiences when she went over to the British Isles, in particular when she was in Ireland, a place she visited five times after her graduation. Mary had a boyfriend there who was full of local knowledge, and they spent a lot of time in Dublin, where he told her about the history of the place and the uprising. However, a couple of odd things happened during Mary's last trip to Ireland. She had developed a dangerous habit of walking around late at night alone. She realises now it was an unwise thing to do, and whilst in Dublin, she used to walk along the quays at night, going long distances for the purpose of visiting certain pubs. One night, well after dark, she was walking along the quays and passing many old buildings when she saw a man in one of the doorways. He was fairly tall and wore a long coat and a peaked cap and looked a bit out of place. It made Mary a bit nervous, especially as he seemed to be staring at her as she approached. As she drew level with him and passed by, she tried not to stare but after a little while, she felt compelled to look back and glanced over her shoulder, but the man had vanished. This was puzzling, as there was no real way out, apart from back in the opposite direction, where she would have seen him, or following behind her. After Mary left Ireland and looked back on the incident, it troubled her. She had got very involved with studying the uprising. In fact, it got a bit of an obsession, and she learned the man she saw seemed to be dressed in the fashion of the leaders of the uprising circa 1916, and now believes she saw the spirit of a man from that era. Another thing that happened during the same visits, as she walked in the Trinity College area near Suffolk and Grafton Streets, she used to smell fragrant pipe tobacco, a phantom smell with no obvious source. But stranger still is when Mary returned to America, she started having visions and dreams of having been the wife and widow of one of the key players during the uprising and can't help but think that they are linked to her odd experiences in Dublin. After her travels, Mary went back to live with her parents for a couple of years. She wasn't doing very well, at the time, and wound up having something of a breakdown. However, during this time, she witnessed something that had nothing to do with her state of mind. Mary was painting in the basement of her parents' house, which had glass doors that looked out towards the road down a long slope. The house was built on this slope, so the front of the basement was open to the hill outside. As she was painting, Mary happened to glance out of the doors and saw something that she has never seen before or since. It was a craft of some sort, hovering over the hill opposite the house. The craft was just above the hill, drifting very slowly in the direction of the house. It was at sunset, just before twilight, so there was still plenty of daylight to see clearly. It was black and wedge-shaped. There were no lights, just a suggestion of a hull, with some kind of structures on the bottom. Mary ran upstairs and hid, scared out of her wits. She didn't tell her parents about it until the next day. They didn't see it. 
However, later that week, there were a couple of reports in the local paper about other people having seen something. Mary eventually ended up moving to Sayer, where she lived in a small apartment at a renovated old hotel called the Wilbur. Mary had her first computer by then, and was a member of a few forums, a couple of which were communities of people interested in paranormal subjects and polytheistic religions. From the start, strange things started happening in the apartment. One of the most obvious was that things kept disappearing. At first, just small things that Mary thought she had just mislaid, but no matter how much she searched for them, she never saw them again. Then there were the items that she would find strewn across the floor. Mary was a collector of many things, including small toys that were stacked in cartons and arranged like shelves. On more than one occasion, for no apparent reason, these items would be found on the floor. Mary mentioned what was happening on one of the forums. Someone, who was mediumistic, thought it was a spirit from the past, possibly a child, who visited or died at or near the former hotel. Another unexplained thing happened one chilly autumn day. Mary needed to go to the store for a few things. She had no car, so she walked everywhere. At the time, she was struggling, and on this day really wasn't feeling herself. So she walked a few yards, and suddenly realised that she'd left her keys behind in her purse. This was out of character, as Mary never went anywhere without her purse, and she made her way back to the apartment. As she did, everything went black. The next thing she knew, she was in a nightgown, under the covers in bed. Mary had absolutely no clue how she had gotten there, but going by the daylight, it was now more than an hour after she'd gone out. Mary believes that she had a case of total amnesia, between locking herself out and waking up in her bed, and is convinced it definitely did happen, and that it wasn't a dream. However, the child ghost and the lost memory were not the strangest things that happened in the apartment. That occurred one day, as Mary was lying on her bed with a book. On the opposite wall and to her left, facing the open door of the bedroom, there was an antique dresser with a mirror. As she sat gazing into space, she happened to glance towards the mirror, and saw something that looked like a very large soap bubble, but made of brownish-grey smoke rather than soap. It appeared in the upper left-hand corner of the mirror, then it drifted slowly down to the right side at an angle, then seemed to bounce gently and drift down to the lower left-hand corner, where it vanished. Perplexed by what she had witnessed, Mary remembered something similar in a book called Monsters by John Michael Greer. In it is a section devoted to the metaphysical stratum called spirit, and an entry about larvae. This kind of entity is rather loosely categorized in the book as being spiritual in type, mainly because it doesn't really fit anywhere else. In appearance, it's exactly what Mary saw, the interesting thing about larvae is its function, and also the kinds of places it is apparently known to inhabit. It's called larvae because of its function as a processor of stray ethereal matter, and usually negatively charged energies of sorts. In short, stuff that can be left behind by entities, people especially, whose life energy is depleted, unhealthy, or in some way compromised, and most especially what's left behind when someone passes away. Having processed this information, Mary felt that the apartment had an unhealthy atmosphere that probably wasn't good for her. It was located very close to a major hospital, and larvae are known to frequent hospitals and cemeteries, as their presence doesn't bode at all well in a dwelling where one lives and spends most of their time. 
and so it was time to move on. Mary left Sayer for Almira in 2008, but even in a new place, things still kept disappearing, and she wondered if something had followed her there. One example of this happened in the kitchen. Mary had a favorite fork that she used to feed her cat. One day she went to dry it with a towel that was hanging on the oven door, and she dropped it and it disappeared. It was just like a conjuring trick. Mary looked all over the floor by the stove and pulled out the drawer beneath it, looked under the oven, even under the refrigerator next to it, but it was nowhere to be found. What was odd was that she never heard it land, it just vanished in mid-air. When she later moved out, she never found it, and neither did she find the first thing she lost, a relatively large pot lid. About a year and a half after she'd moved to a new place, Mary and her friend were sitting in her bedroom looking at the computer, when suddenly there was a crash coming from the living room. They went down to see what happened. Mary is a musician and dancer, and had a plucked sultry that she'd made from a kit years before. It had been sitting on a trunk in the living room, on top of some stuff, but not that close to the edge, and it had somehow fallen off for no apparent reason. Not knowing about Mary's prior brushes with the paranormal, her friend blurted out that it must have been a ghost. In 2018, Mary's mum got sick, and she moved back to the family home with her sister and took care of her until she passed away in 2020. By this time, Mary was a complete YouTube fanatic and was watching on her phone every evening. After watching a Matt Sontaro video about cursed dolls, she was made aware of the curse of Annabelle. Just as the video was ending, Matt suggested that Annabelle's curse is so far-reaching that it can still affect people to this day. At that point, there was a loud bang that seemed to come from the living room. Mary went to investigate, but couldn't see anything. However, a few days later, Mary was looking at the bookshelf in the living room and happened to glance on the floor, and there was a three-inch high Brazilian quartz crystal, which is laser etched with a Merlin figure. That's what had fallen with a sudden bang, just as the cursed object's video was ending. Nothing else had fallen or moved at all, just the figure. The shelf was sturdy, and there was no way anything could have shook the shelf and caused the figure to fall. So could it be that the fall was linked to the curse of Annabelle? Another strange thing that's happened when Mary's sister was trying to organize Mary's book collection. While she was stacking the books, she saw Mary's white cat walking towards her. She looked up, but the cat had disappeared. It's worth noting that Mary's white cat had died in the house some years before, and was buried outside the house, close to Mary's father's ashes. Mary's dad had died a good few years ago, but in April 2022, Mary had the distinct sensation that he was around. Mary, who now lives in her parents' house with her sister, has taken over the master bedroom, and something was telling her that he was present in some way, and she believes he was responsible for her missing earbuds. Mary lost her cordless earbuds, and despite searching high and low for them, she couldn't find them, so wound up buying a second pair. However, shortly after getting the replacement, she went into the bathroom, and there, exactly in the middle of the doorway, was the first set of earbuds. Mary thought it incredibly strange, and believed her dad was responsible. She had recently had a couple of very vivid dreams about him, and it was funny, 
because she hadn't dreamed about him in a very long time. Another thing that convinced her was in mid-2022, Mary was lying in bed with the lights out, just lying there thinking when she heard a cough. At first, she thought it could have been her sister, but her room is on the other end of the house and she would be unable to hear it. She then realized that the cough sounded exactly like her dad's cough. As we mentioned, Mary is a tarotist with a pretty sizable collection of decks. Recently, she was trying to organize stuff she hadn't looked at in a while and took out a favorite and also pretty recently acquired deck that she had used to do a reading via Skype. Mary took out the cards and drew as usual. Then, when the reading was finished, put the deck away. Mary is finicky about her cards and likes them to be orderly and keeps them all right side up and put the two cover cards on the bottom of the box with the deck on top and the book on top of that and then put the box away with her other decks for the night. The next day, she took the deck back out again and noticed that the bottom couple of cards were not the two title and advertising cards she deliberately put at the bottom of the deck and the bottom half was all messed up and no longer upright as she'd left them. The two extra cards were somewhere near the middle of the deck. This truly unnerved Mary because not only was she absolutely positive that the deck was right where she'd left it in the night before, but the box was shut tight and hadn't moved. We haven't mentioned everything that has happened to Mary throughout her life, as there is so much. The question is, can the events be explained as coincidences or normal occurrences? Or is Mary one of many people who are incredibly sensitive to paranormal activity? Perhaps there is something attached to her as she thinks that is responsible. What do you think? We'd love to hear from you if you've had any similar experiences. Some people go their whole lives without ever experiencing anything, yet others like Mary seem to be constantly plagued by paranormal and strange events. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next video.